Good afternoon to you, Mr. Harman, and thank you very much for speaking to us. Uh, thank you very much. I'd imagine that you've been advised of this latest news from the public broadcaster. Yes, we are absolutely overwhelmed. We are quite glad because the final victory for this specific employee. So I think it's a final victory for principles as well. And that principles is the principle of um, the free media and also, of course, the public's right um, to access to information. And then definitely also the limitation of the powers of the executive. So we think it's a great victory. Um, the SBC had till four o'clock this afternoon to react on our demand. Um, we were on our way um, to the Labour Court to ask for an order um, to comply in the first place. And also, um, we would also continue with a um, contempt of um, um, court application because the fact of the matter is the SBC was today in contempt of court by not allowing our members back to work. And uh, they've reacted. I think the SBC got very good legal advice. And uh, so we are relieved, thankful, and now our uh, members can go back to work and do what they want to do, and that is to inform the public. And that is effective of when, tomorrow morning? That's effective. um, Well, it's effective from now, but they will um, return back to work tomorrow tomorrow morning, yes. Mm. To your mind, your understanding, their understanding, does that mean that this is the end of the matter? Well, um, it's quite clear, according um, to... uh, them and also our, uh, according to the attorneys, our attorneys and their attorneys also spoke quite lengthily and um, um, it's quite clear that they um, dropped the appeal as well and uh, said that they will not continue with any legal action against any of our members and, um, and uh, I think that's the right thing to do um, because the fact of the matter is the Labour Court indicated that um, their conduct was actually unlawful. So um, we are thankful um, for that, um, but it's definitely the right decision as well. Desisting from legal action, but does that mean that there's also a commitment uh, to adhere to the interdict on any further disciplinary action? Yes, uh, we'll no doubt. Um, it, um, they uh, um, will and must adhere, adhere to the interdict. Um, of course, if they don't adhere to that interdict, then we will um, proceed with our contempt of court application. We already prepared that. We would uh, we um, was ready to actually file a contempt um, application um, in the next um, literally 15, 20 minutes. And um, so we are thankful um, um, now. It's not necessary to continue. But if they don't adhere to um, the order, of course, then we will continue with the contempt application. Hmm. I'd also like to look at the conditions of service. Some of those that had been... Um expelled from the SABC on a managerial post, fairly senior position. So their working conditions must come under the spotlight then. To return to work is one thing. To be able to go ahead and do what they want to do under the values and principles that they believe are enshrined of the SABC code of conduct, how do you ensure that that is secured? Uh, It's not that simple. We are not naive. We think it's going to be very difficult for them to go back to work. In general, I think it is a difficult atmosphere at this stage at the SABC. But our feedback is that their colleagues, their direct managers, etc., actually um, treated them with real warmth throughout this whole period of time. So they will go back to work and their immediate environment will be a warm environment and they can function within that. Mm. The question is just how the um, higher escalons will react 
and deal with it. And um, of course, there is strict labor regulations um, about uh, victimization in the workplace. And we definitely will be the watchdog there. But does that include also um, the people that were singled out by the labor court on um, why they or that they should provide reasons why they should not be held personally and financially liable for the outcome? Are they confident that they'll get equal warmth and cooperation from those parties? Well, um, we will see the fact of the matters in the next five days. They must file uh, affidavits at the Labour Court indicating why they must not be personally um, liable for the cost. And um, and it all depends on what their affidavit says. If, they, if their affidavit says that they um, got instructions for higher app to dismiss these employees, then, of course, the cost order can be um, shift to someone else as well. So the issue of cost and who's available for, uh, are responsible for that, that will be still fought in the next couple of will, weeks. Will you equally pursue that to ensure that um, if somebody else is singled out as being behind that decision, that they are brought to book? Now, we want to know who made this unlawful decisions, uh, because the fact of the matter is someone must pay the legal cost. And that can't be the taxpayers. That must be the one or, or people um, who actually act unlawfully well, um, and knowingly. And, um, and then they must be personal, personally be responsible for that. All right. Thank you very much. That uh, there is Solidarity's Chief Executive Officer, Dar Karman. By the way, uh, we have uh, put out an invitation. Reddy, a very good uh, afternoon to you. And thank you very much for speaking to us. Thanks. Thanks for having me. How does the recent turn of events affect um, your earlier stage or attempt to stage a certain? Well, it's uh, vindicating. It's another resounding defeat for SABC management in the court and in the court of public opinion. It's another victory for those who have been supporting the SABC journalists. That said, seven of the eight uh, have been reinstated. William Volko, we haven't heard what the SABC is going to do with William Booker, who was a uh, who was on a contract, he was a freelancer, um, but he was purged um, and he was in common cause with the others. He was standing up for basic uh, journalistic ethics uh, and he was purged for doing so. So we continue to demand his reinstatement. Um, the, the battle for the, for the reinstatement of the eight journalists is not over until all eight of them have been reinstated. Mm. Uh, of course, uh, as I said, this is another resounding defeat for the SABC. They had no justification to fire the journalists in the first place. Uh, and um, they clearly realize that they're now retreating with their tails between their legs and uh, are clearly trying to avoid having to answer difficult questions in the constitutional court. Just in terms of what was reported to have said earlier on, reports suggest that, that you try to force your way in and not only do that, but interrupt broadcast of uh, Metro FM radio station. Can you confirm this? Uh, we, we had a uh, sit-in in the foyer of the SABC. Uh, we did not attempt to take over a radio station. Uh, we had a sit-in in the foyer of Radio Park, uh, we were seen by staff of uh, a number of radio stations because their uh, offices are in the foyer area, or their studios rather. So Vibe FM journalists and Metro FM journalists saw the sit-in uh, and a, a number of staff witnessed it. All right, thank you so much for speaking to us, Mika Reddy. Uh, okay. The SABC has... Um, it's, it's your hand to Peter, please. 
uh, sure, we'll do that. <laughs> so no problem. The SABC has now backtracked on its decision to appeal the Labour Court ruling. It said that it's going to now um, reinstate the seven dismissed employees. Just as you heard from the Right to Know campaign organiser, one of the things we were saying is that the eighth, Fuyong Vogel, who's a freelancer, the SABC has not said anything to about that. And typically those contracts are different and they're a little bit more tailored or stringent. So what is the likelihood that he would then also be reinstated? Yeah, um, I have no um, knowledge of um, of the, the terms of his contract. Um, I'm very pleased for, for the journalists. I'm very pleased that sanity has prevailed in respect of the, the bulk of them. I would like to think for his case that uh, um, similar pressure can be brought to bear and that the uh, decision, decision can be made to reverse the decision um, in respect of his employment. But as for the, for the, the, the seven journalists who will be um, reporting back for duty, having considered the judgment um, by Judge uh, Lagrange in the Labour Court, I'm really pleased that sanity has eventually prevailed and that the, this madness of continuing with the litigation has been brought to an end. Mm. And, and obviously there's still a number of days, I think three more days remaining on who should shoulder the costs of the legal fees. Uh, uh, the Labour Court awaiting a response from some SABC managers on that. How long do you think that will then take to unfold? And and when is that likely to be concluded? If they then say, well, we were given instructions from above, what then transpires? Is there a, an investigation? What, what is likely to happen? What the judge said as one of the specific um, uh, orders that he gave as part of the judgment was that he gave the two executives within the SABC five days to file affidavit to explain why they should not be personally held liable for cost or for at least portion of the cost um, in, in the matter. And I, mean, I have no doubt, considering the stature of the council involved, that legal costs would be significant um, in this case. So in one set of facts, the executives will stand up and take responsibility and say, yes, it was our decision, but these are the extenuating circumstances that the court should consider in not awarding cost against them, such as that they did not act maliciously, they acted, uh, albeit misguided, with the best um, interest of the, of the broadcaster in mind. In another set of facts, they may turn around and say, um, we did not act out of our own volition, we acted on instruction of this body or this individual, and then the court can take that into consideration in order to make uh, an adverse finding as to who should bear the cost. Uh, I think just uh, without putting too fine a point on the cost issue, the, cost, the, the court referred to a 2013 judgment by the Supreme Court of Appeal in Bloemfontein where the court really laid down and, and confirmed this principle that especially when you're talking about public funds, individuals within um, parastatals and within uh, government can be held liable for reckless litigation or for, um, or for wrongful or uh, um, misguided decisions taken um, that incur unnecessary spending. I mean, that is even in addition to the provisions of the Public Finance Management Act that allows for recovery of costs from individuals um, within the public sector where they incur fruitless and wasteful expenditure. So I think what we are seeing from the courts as well is to say that um, individuals within uh, government, within uh, public sector, within parastatals, should act really carefully when they um, when they are spending public money. 
Because of all the wonderful and good reasons that we can think of as to why public funds should be utilized better. Now, just going to the labor law itself and what the journalists have to safeguard themselves with when they return to work, um, it, it certainly can't be a case of um, hunky-dory, if you pardon the phrase. I'm sure there are likely to be some tensions. There may also be some difficulties in carrying out their duties. So what is available to them to protect themselves? I think, um, you know, the best advice, and uh, you know, far be it for me to give legal advice to the journalists, but the best advice that I would give them is just to go back to work, put their heads down, and do what they do best, you know, report the news without fear or favor or, or, or threat of intimidation. The journalists, like yourself, are, are bound by, by various codes, including the Broadcasting Complaints Commission, um, Code of Conduct, ICASA rulings. And uh, if you look at Judge Lagrange's uh, order and the judge himself, he says that very clearly as to what, what exp- uh, a very important role journalists play within our community. So, so um, uh, my, my apologies. So, um, I think as far as the journalists are concerned, they're going back into that workplace. From the reports that I've seen, many of them have indicated that, listen, they have no difficulty with their colleagues or the work environment itself. Uh, and they haven't experienced a hostile environment there, and they look forward to the opportunity to go back in there. But, Johan, so ostensibly, think, if yes, you're going to head butts with the very same so-called policy that you had a problem with, does that not take you back to where you were? You know, perhaps it's just the optimist in me, but I would like to think now that we have a better understanding um, as a society of the instruction that was given to the journalist, and that that instruction as expressed by the court, was unlawful. You know, I, I would like to think that that type of um, uh, the, the, the source of the conflict has now been removed. I'm not suggesting that everything is going to be hunky-dory and that there's not going to be any issues. There may be different issues, but I would like to think at least um, now that there's been a view expressed by the court as to what the SABC as a broadcaster can and cannot do, um, perhaps it will just lessen the possibility for, for conflict on this issue. There may be other, other issues that cause conflict, and one can't predict all of that, and there's certainly no preemptive measures that you can put in place that will remove all of such conflict. Thank but you so much. But the journalists, I've no doubt, will continue to, to do what they're supposed to do, and that will be my advice then as well. Just put your head down, knuckle down, and do what you're at.